Hi there, and welcome to JK We're Rolling, an actual play podcast about three young wizards who attend the most prestigious wizarding school in all of Germany, although maybe not the safest. My name is Michael Moore, and I am your magician master, or as our players might call me right now, you insufferable person, stop turning into a salamander. but that's enough about me let's hear from our players hello i am sebastian kinder and i play eric miller a musician magician with a troubled past his family forgot who he is Uh, so far i didn't see the pattern with any other person around me granted people throw his name all over the place but some still remember who eric is (laughs) we will see we will see but what else do we see we see no, we see. No, we don't see. We hear me. Hi, it's me, Lucas Fisher. Oh, that was we a bad. We see. Roll for investigation. Hi, guys. It's Lucas Fisher again, playing Jasper Casper, a human wizard from the non-magical world, and all that Jasper wants is trying and find a place to belong. And I'm sure that we can help him. Hey guys, my name is Nadine Kuhn and Sassly Mary Nature Spring is the name of the character that I play currently. Sassly is a pixie elf with wings, which she created for herself, but unfortunately, they don't fly. Not yet. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. That, is, that is unfortunate. Unfortunate indeed. Just a little heap and sweep. <laughs> it's unfortunate, but I'm sure she's going to find a way somehow, someday, maybe not in this season. Tune in to JK We're Rolling Season 3 to find out how that turned out. Uh, <laughs> hold on, hold on. That long? <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yes. What, what, what? We're in Season 1 right now. Um. So, you guys. Wow. I mean... I know we're all raring to go on this episode. Yes. Of course, we're in the middle of this epic battle with the Prince of the Half-Giants, Yzadva. But, you know, I always like to ask a question of my characters, but we're going to make an easy one today. So, totally off topic and having nothing to do with the encroaching doom, I would like to know, what's your favorite season and why? Don't everybody answer at once, though. <laughs> well, I will throw myself in front of the bus and say I know exactly what Jasper's favorite season is if it counts as a season okay. you have to decide Mr. Question Master okay I'll, I'll make an official ruling <laughs> well he likes the time you know between the uh, between winter and spring because of the you know changing year you know he's more into the new new year stuff Um. so I just want to say like Technically, that season is winter, but I I get what you mean. <laughs> you mean like from like like all those little seasons because there are a lot of changings. You know, you change from summer to fall or from that literally blew your mind right now. Right? You're like, oh my gosh, so much to celebrate. <laughs> Maybe I didn't quite understand the question. Yeah, that's fine. The season is is winter, and the reason that winter is your favorite season is because of of the new year just say it again just say it again hi so. guys i'm lucas Fischer. no <laughs> <laughs> no okay so well jasper's favorite season is winter but not because of christmas you know how people think no it's actually because of the the last day of the year you know uh you have like new year's eve in germany we say just Silvester. we don't say new year's eve um and because of that because i think it's a really german thing 
Uh, I don't know if people are aware of that uh, in America, but we have, you know, a lot of traditions uh, during Sylvester, especially through the media. There's one show that will come up on uh, New Year's Eve, like <laughs> every 10 minutes, like literally yes. on <laughs> almost every channel. So true. Do you know that one, Michael? You probably already know. I do know it. I do know it. And this is always so surprising because it's, it's British, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Right, right. Oh, now, now I give you the information. It is a, a British sketch comedy show called Dinner for One. You have to check it up, listeners, if you don't know that one. It's just... It's like such it's, a classic, right? I think it was recorded back in the 60s. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with New Year's Eve or whatsoever, but it's just become a tradition because we Germans liked it. And it was actually recorded in Hamburg. Hmm. Yeah, in Germany it was recorded. There's the connection. Uh, it was a British sketch about um, just a butler. Oh, you just look it up and you will find out for yourself. Highly recommended. And Jasper just loves it because, you know, it was the time of the year when, because during Christmas, the grandparents came over and then they just um, stayed at the at the family house uh, for the uh, holidays. And then on New Year's Eve, everyone would sit in front of the TV and watch like this show. And it was one of the very rare occasions that Jasper felt just so secure because I don't know if you know that, but Jasper is He's a family of... man. <laughs> oh, he kind of is. He's kind of a family guy. Yeah. Now that you mention it, oh yeah, I almost forgot. He rather sticks with that. So Sasley's favorite holiday is uh, Pentecost, which is Pfingsten in Germany, because every year on that special day, the whole Pixie Shire would turn into a little like Pixie Elf Funfair thing. So with lots of carousels and lots of delicious food. Uh, I do not think of Pentecost as like uh as like a fair holiday. Pfingsten and Frohen Leichnam and all that. They're like little fairs, like little kirmes. Like carnivals? Yeah, so the, the little pixie shire. Every time when they celebrate Pentecost, they would um like have a fun fair going on with like carousels and with delicious food and they would call it the celebration like of the harvest but Cecily liked it because of the action and so much stuff was going on and yeah that's something she loved to celebrate she's like yeah let's celebrate the harvest whatever yeah <laughs> a rare treat to have you know rides and games available in the in the pixie shire <laughs> so cool a fun place to go just I can just oh, recommend. You gotta try it. No, you gotta try it. Folks, out. I recommend going heading to the Pixie Shire around around Pentecost. The carousel's a little smaller than usual, but I mean, just give it a try. <laughs> <laughs> like such a tiny little Ferris wheel because Pixies are just so small. Yeah, it's so small. <laughs> <laughs> like smaller than a tree. They're like, Wee! you know, there's always a long line when you're waiting for the bumper carts. They're not cars. They're like horse-drawn carts with rubber put around them and you just gently bump against each other. You're like, haha, dad, I'm gonna get you. And it's so slow. But I believe that Cecily is having the time of her life during that, right? Yeah, she wishes every day would have that celebration. Oh, So for Eric, his most favorite season is, yeah, summer, I'd say. Not in particular because of any day, but because of activities that uh, his family did together. Uh, the good thing is about a whole family of musician magicians, everyone knows how to play an instrument. Mm -hmm. And like, they're partially like big family gatherings where what they basically do is just like a giant jam session mm -hmm. somewhere out in the open. Heck yeah. 
like coming together and just like making music and whatever and it's always pretty interesting if you have like the one member of the family who's very into that don't know like the more techno style and carries his whole equipment with him <laughs> and right Sweet. next to the one with the little bongo drums i was thinking that, like that one uncle who just like he is a musician magician but his instrument's the triangle you know <laughs> he's just he's like he's waiting the whole song he's just like <laughs> exactly <laughs> i made some music well my family because eric is also a family man as you can tell that's right but right now just imagine a master <laughs> musician magician <laughs> with an instrument like a triangle <laughs> <laughs> hey. ross erlman has these giant pan pipes that he wears on his back that are his musical instrument i feel like if you were like a, a musician magician like a master wizard you would probably have a giant triangle uh like ringer and a giant triangle on the other hand but it's probably super annoying to carry with you but then it's like if <laughs> everything else yeah. fails yeah, totally. you can use this giant triangle to hit people with it that's the yeah. secret. <laughs> that's the secret. Oh, that would even make Stasley a like, musician magician. She's like, oh, that sounds interesting for, to me as well. Now I get it. Now I get it. She's like, I need a triangle. All about how you use your head. Yeah, it's actually like an anime weapon, and it folds into a boomerang. <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. Awesome. You guys, thank you for sharing it. You know, that was fun. That was sweet. I loved it. Now let me crush you uh, as we no! head back into battle <laughs> with the half-giant Prince Yazadva. You guys are in the thick of it. Mildred is trying to complete setting up this ritual. She's already sealed the door closed. She's doing her part while you guys battle up against this powerful mage. who's uh, He's pretty tough. He's giving you guys a good run for your money. But I want to get into it. I don't want to wait any longer. So. Without much further ado, let's begin this next episode of JK We're Rolling. Last time on JK We're Rolling, having successfully completed Mildred's class full of math puzzles, we headed down to the dining hall to grab something to eat. There, we ran into Professor Peggy Sheffin and her Russellbock bumper. Cecily tried to connect to bumper, but, you know, he wasn't quite over his heartbreak from last week. Anyway, Peggy gave us some insights into the powers of advanced creature masters. Then us shieldless joined Mildred, preparing for our encounter with Gizertve. We made barricades in the middle of the room. We also discovered a piece of furniture we mysteriously couldn't move at all. We hid around the room and activated the touchstone on Mildred's mug and waited. Gizertve finally appeared in the form of a salamander. He poisoned us and was incredibly hard to hit, but eventually I covered him in a shield of light that made him easy to find. As we finally managed to make him lose a constitution, he lost control of his form and changed into a massive half-giant. Now the battle continues and hopefully we haven't made the giant mistake. So, you three are standing in your common room, in the servants' quarters. There are two barriers set up in the middle of the room. Unfortunately, nobody is on the other side of the barrier at the moment. Everybody is in the front half of the room. Mildred's in the middle of the front half of the room, setting up a ritual. 
drawing complex characters and inscriptions into the ground as she makes these two complex circles. One on the outside where she's going to place the items and one on the inside where Yuzedva will hopefully, eventually, be bound. To the right is a barrier. In front of that barrier is standing Jasper and Sassley. On the left side is another barrier in front of which stands Eric. Nearly in front of the door and facing all of you is the half-giant Yzadva, standing eight feet tall, no longer looking like the smooth little boy that he once was. No, you know now, this is a man. It looks like he's about in his 40s. He has the same features. He has the same quality. You can tell it's the same person, but... His vocal cords have elongated, his body has elongated, his muscles have swelled. This guy is looking pretty strong and pretty dangerous. And it's his turn. He says, Come on, let's call this off. I'm sure we can talk about this. Mildred answers back, We don't have anything to talk about. You've taken it too far already. He seems super frustrated at that. And he casts... A sail zile on Eric. What a sail zile does, it is a creature master spell. You can wrap another character in bonds around the ankles and wrists. There must be an object long and flexible enough to accomplish this within 10 meters, such as a rope, a chain, a very long scarf, a ribbon, a cloak. He will use your cloak on your back and use it to wrap you up. While bound, the opposing character receives paralysis. Depending on what you roll for spryness, you may also fall on the ground. So, he will first try to cast a spell. He fails. (sighs) Easy. The tension. He fails. But he can cast more than one spell in a turn, and he does. He casts it again. I know. I know. No. Literally the same roll, twice in a row. Yes! Someone's frustrated. He's like, I've been different characters for quite a while. I have to get used to this thing. <laughs> yeah, he, he hasn't been in his giant form. He's like, <clears throat> you, usually it's, it kind of just, just comes out of me. I'm powerful mage. Powerful mage. And he's going to run. He sees that the door is closed. He's using a free action of movement. Uh, It doesn't take an entire dash action, but he uses a free action of movement to push past you all. Kind of hops over where Mildred is. He pushes past you all to get in front of the couch on the other side of the barriers. And that's Eric's turn. Yeah, my turn. Hooray. Uh, First of all, I'm poisoned. You are indeed. Oh, that's a one. Okay, roll a constitution roll. You have to beat a 14. It's a 15. (laughs) Very nice. Very nice. You survive that one, but your next roll will have to be a 17 or higher. Yeah, it's it's going to be pretty tight up there. But yeah, I don't have much much possibility of things to do. I try to cast Zauberschlag at Isertve. Very nice. Get him. Could I just, like, keep this roll for my next constitution? Because that's an 18. <laughs> 18 plus 1 is 19. Nice. Oh, wow. Okay, he'll roll spryness to try to get out of the way. Uh, nope, he does not get out of the way. He rolls a constitution roll. He succeeds it very much. Very much success. Hmm. 
but you weaken him a little bit visibly. Not that much. To be honest, when he lost that first constitution, you did knock him back, but he didn't seem as bothered by it as you guys do when you lose a constitution. I remember half giants having more. <laughs> yes, you can safely assume he has a little more constitution than you guys do, but you did hit him squarely, and he kind of takes it in the stomach. Oh, oh, okay. All right, that's that hurts. The pride is slowly shrinking. I'm not going to comment that, but I'd like would like to try to get behind the barrier with my movement. Uh, you're on the opposite side of the barrier from him because he ran to the opposite side of you. So you can sidle further back behind it. Sure, Sassley, it's you. I would I would like to talk about something. So what did what exactly did Mildred say about him and snakes? He's extremely afraid of snakes. He's extremely scared of snakes, right? Yeah, she warned Jasper not to use the snake unless it was extremely dire because she was afraid that Yazerva would just attack the snake in that case. Okay. It's just that gut reaction when you see something that you uh, have that irrational fear of. So that could be something to distract him in case we might need that. But speaking as a player now, mm -hmm. could you just, I mean, it, it's a shot in the dark, but I think I will try it in the next turn, you know, just to tell him like there's a, a snake behind him or you know to make him think like something just to irritate him without having Wilbur being put out like you know like Dementor Dementor but it's like snake 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 I could also threaten him I have a snake and I'm not not afraid to use it <laughs> I have a snake and I'm not afraid to use it <laughs> that sounds so wrong <laughs> alright that sounds a little dirty well, she's got a big surprise. <laughs> I think I will also try to use Zauberschlag because that's the only spell like active to weaken. That's totally, totally fine. I mean, you're just blasting him with attack spells and there's nothing wrong with that. Okay, so I try that. It is a 11. 11, okay. He'll roll Sprinus to try to get out of the way. He succeeds. He jumps out of the way of your Zauberschlag. He's like... Huh. And he's, he's a little swifter than you thought he'd be, even though he's big. You can see he's he's pretty well trained. Seems seems like a low body fat percentage on there. He's like, oh, mm -hmm. faster than you thought. Ha <laughs> See, <laughs> he's he's got a little bit of the old the old energy of Charles LeMay in there still. See, can't get me. I'm over here now. <laughs> I'm I'm glad you feel very very well about yourself. <laughs> that that is good. You're very fit. See. See that? Now I'm over here. <laughs> That's Mildred's turn. Mildred continues making the ritual. You can see she's about two-thirds of the way through finishing up this ritual circle. Jasper. With Sannachklang, can I try to sound like a snake? Because I've heard because I heard the sound that Wilbur makes. I think you can also just do <laughs> uh, yeah, you can actually, and it'll throw your voice like the spell does. So that doesn't sound like you're making the snake sound. You can actually use it to copy Wilbur's voice. I would allow that. Oh, I think I'd like to do because I don't want to put Wilbur totally in danger by throwing him at the half giant. I assume that Jasper is also on the other side right now of the barrier, but he'd like to hide, uh, like like duck behind the uh, table so that he's not seen at all mm -hmm. be before proceeding his idea. And he's closing his eyes thinking about Wilbur having a smile on his face and saying, Sudden, nachklang. 
and it is a 16. A pretty convincing snake voice comes out of you. And what do you say? What five words? Um, actually, I say, ha, I am a snake. Great. Um, I was joking. I assumed that you just hissed at him. That was completely a joke. <laughs> I assume you do that, not that use human words. That, that is the meaning of the meaning. Yeah, I got it. Now I get it. Okay. In, yeah. In 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 snakeish, you say. Uh, <laughs> you say that. Should I say it in snakeish so you yeah. all understand? Yes, please. But don't say it in puzzle. Just in snakeish. Yeah, snakeish. Okay. Okay. You cast that, and you see Yazadva wig out. He is like, what the? Oh, no, 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 not at all. Not at all. Not even a little bit. Not even a is tiny shred. Is he, like, going on shred. the sofa with his feet? He's like, oh, no. No, yeah, he's up on the sofa. He climbs up on the sofa. He's looking for it. Um, He's going to lose one of his actions next turn, looking for the snake. <gasps> yes! Ooh, good one. <laughs> Very good, Jasper. Very good. The thing is, he could probably just, you know, do that instead of going for Sadnach. <laughs> That's what I said. That would not have worked. Then he would see that you do it. Oh, well, then it was totally legit. He would just be like, that. you're clearly just making a sound. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this sounded like a snake, like, in his ear because of the, how, the way the spell works. It, like, kind of floats to his ear. So he was like, oh, my God, there's, they, they dropped a snake on me kind of feeling so he's looking everywhere for it now and it'll take him a moment to realize that there is no snake and it's Yazadva's turn so he spends a full action looking for snakes he's taking the cushions off the couch he's like looking <laughs> around oh oh no oh come on come on guys come on guys yeah you just find dirty find dirty <laughs> you're welcome guys and uh <laughs> he eventually figures out that there's no snake and he's like that was uncalled for. <laughs> and he's gonna... <laughs> he's not having much luck with a sales aisle. He's gonna try something different. He's going to cast Taser Stop. He's finally going in for some real damage now. He does successfully cast Taser Stop. Oh, no. You hear the sound that you've heard before of a wand electrifying. And... As a free action, he gets behind the couch and ducks, but he does not get another action this turn, so he's not able to attack anybody. Very well done. Eric, it's your turn. Just just wondering, just how much cover does he get from staying behind the sofa because he's pretty tall? He's a big guy, but I mean, he's getting low. He's getting real low. He's smart, you know, but he's peeking out a little bit to keep an eye on you guys. He's not like fully covered but he like i i think he can get most of his body behind the sofa it's a pretty big sofa okay so if i get a little bit out behind my barrier would i be able to see a part of him that i could aim at yeah i mean you can run along the sides you know you can kind of run on the outside of the barrier and run along the sides and try to catch him unaware that way yeah i would like to okay that puts you on kind of the same level as yazerva off on the left side of the room, and what would you like to do? There's one thing I can do. There you go. That's right. Zauberschlag. Go for it. Ah. I in the moment I want to have this as Constitution throws. Okay. I rolled a 19, so it's 20. Succeeding on spells is Yay. good. I don't think he's gonna beat that. Punch him. He did not beat that, and he will roll a Constitution roll. He has to beat a 14. He rolled a 20. God. Oh. 
he's got the worst kind of luck. He's he's succeeding all of his constitution rolls, but failing all of his uh, spell rolls. So his next spryness roll will have to be a 17 or higher. That brings us back to Sassly. Sassly's only two spells that she has because I, we can't blind him anymore because she said we can just blind him once, right? That's right. And um, Hip and Sweep just gets me a few centimeters off the ground. Um, reckon for Deccan is not recommended for battle. Not unless you're trying to find something invisible. <laughs> exactly. So I also just have Zauberschlager over Jordan Freuden, which makes him really happy. Mm-hmm. And but I, can cons instant knockout. I just go for Zauberschlag. That That is the only thing that <laughs> seems to work so far. Okay. Yeah, go for it then. Roll for Zauberschlag. And it is a 15. It's a 15. Very nice. He's going to roll Sprightness to see if he can get out of the way. He does get out of the way once more. He leaps out of the way. He got an 18. He's like, oh, nice try. <laughs> Every time that you seem to do this, he's kind of focused on you. Uh, but he, that's allowing the others to get their hits in. If you're saying that he's not focused on me because he's forgetting me, I feel attacked. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I didn't make this character, you know? That wasn't me. (laughs) You had it coming. Okay, Mildred finishes the final third of the ritual inscription on this turn. Yes. She has finished drawing these complex things. Uh, You guys know that she still needs to put the items out. She will do that on her next turn. She will start to place the items around there so that the circle is ready. What she's doing is super complex, but uh, she's getting through it. And if she gets through all this, we'll eventually be able to assist you. Okay, that is Jasper. So much luck! Roll for it. <laughs> we're just like, we're all like, so much you know that You know this um, scene in Harry Potter where it's Nagini is is going towards them and they're just trying to hit Nagini with spells and it's like yeah. all over the wooden floor, but they can't quite hit it because the snake's so fast. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's how I picture it. This this whole battle is just a and you said but trying to deftly get out of the way. I just wish I hadn't, you know, shouted it so loud because um, it's an aid. You don't succeed the spell. It's more like a Zauberschlägchen. <laughs> Which for our English viewers means little, little hit. Zauberschlag means magic strike or magic hit. Schlägchen is like a little, it's a little hit. Okay, that's his Edfus turn. He's looking like he's going to try to put you guys out. I don't want to permanently hurt you guys, but uh, I gotta, I gotta take you out of this battle. And he is going to run to Eric now, yeah. who's been successfully hitting him and is on the same level as him. This is the most visible. Uh-huh. Runs directly at you, Eric. He's right next to you. He's gonna take a physical attack. Uh, he does have minus two to ability rolls right now. So his first spryness roll. That's uh, that's a twelve. See if you can beat a twelve. Roll spryness. Pure spryness. I do 13. Nope. Uh, oh, yes. Yes. Sorry. Yes. Yes. Because he, he rolled a 14. So I was like, no, but he had a 12 because of the minus two. So you get out of the way of the first one, but he gets a second attack. <sighs> he fails. Okay. Good. <sighs> and that's his turn. And uh, it's Eric's turn. I would like to move away from him. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're not like all the way on the wall, so you can get behind the barrier for this turn with your free movement. Yeah. And what would you like to do for an action? I mean, there's only one way. Zauberschlag it is. Try to get him. And it's a 15 overall. Okay. Yep, he does not get out of the way. 
He, I literally, I can't make this stuff up. He got a 20 again. Holy! He on, I, I mean, he's just, he's just <laughs> massively strong. Apparently not very good at magic, but massively strong. <laughs> he will need a 20 to succeed on his next constitution roll. Well, we'll see about that. By the way, I think I forgot to roll for the poison. I think we all did. But oh, yes. It's, it's fine. It's a four. Thank you for remembering. Okay, Sassley, you're up. Sassley wants to ask him why he does this all. She cannot understand that he's always trying to say that he doesn't want to hurt us. Mm, yes. She's like, I don't get it. You always say you don't want to hurt us. You don't want us to be in any trouble, but you keep on hitting us. What do you need? What do you want from us? Why do you act this way? And he's looking at you and he's saying, you've put me in this position. I have no choice. I asked for your help. You didn't help me. And I'm not ready to give myself over to this castle and the people in it. It's your turn, Sassley. Oh, so I can't talk to him. Well, you can. Um, if you okay. want, do you want to spend an influence point to talk to him? Yeah. Okay. I want to spend all my influence points. <laughs> okay. You spent eight influence points. Mm -hmm. And what do you do? I want to try to convince him that we are, we, we don't mean any harm, but we would like to understand what happened, why he does this. So Cecily's like, we don't want to make you angry. We want you to understand that I just don't want to be a bunny and that's why I did this and I feel like I didn't have any chance and my friends just wanted to help me and we like Mildred and we wanted to help everyone and we just don't want you to to have any problems either. I just don't want anyone to get hurt. What happened that you feel like you have to do it? What do you need that you feel like you can move on? He says, I was a student of Mildred once. I thought the same as you. I thought I could trust this place. And look now, you are acting like this wasn't some elaborate plan to capture me. I know what this means. You can't fool me. I've been through this before. And I will not use lethal force against you, but I cannot go quietly. And then he looks at Mildred and he says, she should know why I'm here. And roll investigation with all those IP that you spent. Hmm. Interesting. 16. You see pain on his face. He looks at Mildred, and it's not mean. It doesn't seem like he has any violence towards her. You just see hurt on his face. But that is your turn, Sassley. Do I have a free action? Yeah, you can. Yeah, that's true. Yes. Can I go towards him to grab his hand to give like a feeling of trust? I would say that would require influence points to to try to do that. So you cannot, unfortunately, you've spent all of your influence points. I see. Um, you just don't you don't have the clout anymore, but you seem to have made an impact on him. Mm -hmm. He might be open to this to, to something now. Maybe you've you've seen a little crack but you don't have this ability at the moment. Okay. That's Mildred's turn. She's getting out the items and she says, guys, don't trust what he says. I have been through this before. He did betray me. He did betray this school. She's getting out items. She's placing them around the circle. She says, you don't know. He is an accomplished liar. 
I wouldn't trust him. You know everything that we've been through together. Come on. Eyes on the prize. Don't stumble at the end of the race here. If he's telling the truth, we can find out when we capture him. And Sassley takes a look. She looks at Eric and Jasper. I, I know I don't have a movement, but I just give them a look like I've seen, like the, the pain that Sassley has seen in his face was genuine, right? It was an honest. Yeah, it seemed to you. And Sassley looks at the others and she's trying to to connect to the other two to give that impression that she had and connect to them. She tries to. Sure. I mean, you don't need to spend influence points with Jasper and Eric, mm-hmm. with Mildred and Yuzad, uh, but you, you would. So with them, you can you can try to connect to them. But that was Mildred's turn. It's Jasper's turn. Well, it's tough now. Uh-huh. Yeah, because now you don't want to hurt, right? Now you don't want to attack anymore it'll be his turn next and he does have an electrified wand in his hands <laughs> just to remind you <laughs> i just wonder i mean we can see if he's going to attack after we try to talk to him then he's not it doesn't seem like he's not going to attack it just seems like you hit him somewhere that made an impression like you did affect him but he seems pretty convinced that you guys are up to something harmful for him and Mildred seems convinced that he's up to something harmful as well. So at the moment, you don't see either of them stopping. Problem is that we don't know what happened, and no one wants to tell us, right? So let let me say like I'm not doing it actually, but because after the the look you gave us, and I mean we kind of you know uh, listened to what you both said. I, I don't feel comfortable continuing fighting right now. And I feel like there, there should be the time to, 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 you know, speak things out in a way that at least I know on which side I am, not knowing the details. But, you know, I, I feel like the best thing Jasper could do right now is just dropping his wand. I'm not fighting. You can still make an action. Don't make this your action. <laughs> like, he drops the wand. No, but I'm asking you guys. <laughs> you can spend IP as an action if you want to, or you can cast a spell. Dropping your wand you can do for free, but you won't cast a spell if you do it first. Okay, I would like to spend maybe only four IP from my eight. Yeah, because eight, eight don't do that much, actually. <laughs> yeah, like, maybe. Maybe you, you got a good good thing out of him well you have to think about it he's our enemy he's not even neutral to us in the moment yeah so. it's this is you've never had to influence somebody as hard to influence as he is Erdva. so if you don't want to harm people what did you do to flip if it was you he just looks at you and he says who is that that's not good roll an investigation good question jasper good question that let us nowhere <laughs> yeah, because of, on the amulet it says i will be here again or whatever True. and he is here True. again so you're I think, right oh, maybe it was you're right <laughs> <laughs> you can roll investigation jasper yes it's 13 plus 4 it's 17 if i still have my bonuses yeah very nice he's telling the truth when he says i have no idea what you're talking about if this is about something else, then you might as well just leave. It seems to you that he's completely telling the truth. He does not have any clue who Flip is. So many mysteries at Neudrachenberg Castle. So many at once. That is Gizerdva's turn. And he is going to... You've dropped your wand. Sassley tried to talk to him. But Eric hasn't tried anything diplomatic yet and is the closest to him. <laughs> so he's going to run at Eric and he's going to say, Really? Take the hint and get out of here. 
and he uses both of his actions to physically attack you. I'll just roll them both now. He rolled an 11 and a 21. Ooh. Oh no. I think he would take the 21. I feel like I'll take the 21. As a half giant, his physical attack is pretty good. Yeah, I kind of figured that much. <laughs> so, the 11 I get with a 12. Okay. But the 21 I meet with a 2. Well, there you go. <laughs> uh, roll two constitution die. Both against the 17 or? Um, it depends on what you roll the first time. The first time I rolled a five. Oh, then you lose that constitution <laughs> uh, and you will roll for another constitution now. Okay. Just have to beat a 10. It's a 12. So you do lose a constitution, but you are already weakened. Your next constitution will have to be a 14 or higher. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That brings us round to Eric's turn. So you've just lost a constitution. You get zapped. You kind of, you know, lurch to the ground for a moment. It's not pleasant. But, you know, shocking is also not lethal. You can tell he's not trying to kill you. He's just trying to, like, you know, when people tase each other. Like, when people tase each other. Is that what people do? People when tase people each other. tase each when other, tase like each they other. ordinarily do. You ever been a, a tasing hootin' Annie? Uh, no, when, uh... I just want to say it's not a common thing in Germany to tase people. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> just put that out there. Um, when, 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 you know, when we're trying to tase people, it's to, you know, get them you know, out of the battle without, like, permanently damaging them, although that is uh, maybe not. In any case, he's not trying to permanently damage you, so it's your turn. Maybe we should try to attack Mildred. No, talk to Mildred. Like, we need to know what happened, what the reason for all of this is. Because we're in the middle of this, we get hurt, and we don't understand. You can also, you can spend IP to talk to either of them, but both of them do require IP. He is our enemy. It's harder to influence him. Oh, you mean because Mildred is neutral at the moment? Yeah. I mean, you could actually fight him because he attacked you. So <laughs> just trying to justify that here. Plus, you didn't talk to him yet. You know, I don't feel like talking to him. <laughs> but I'm in, in, this, in this mean position, like, I see what both of you kind of try to achieve mm -hmm. mm. you did notice that it kind of worked yeah but my main problem is in the moment i'm the punching back which is fine <laughs> i still have two constitution i'm fine let me try to help you in another way i hope i'm going to survive the next few punches that are going to fly <laughs> but i would like to cast lead you need on his advert all right and then we hear the song of the both of them. Like, oh. their song, Mildred. Dice, if you ever had an idea of when a role is important. Oh, please be a one. Just for the comical effect. If you want to talk to the die, you have to actually use some IP for that. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh. <laughs> The stress. The stress. Oh my god. But I rolled a 15 plus 3 is 18. Yay. Wow, they got them big bonuses. Okay, he's going to roll bookishness opposed to see if he can withstand that. Please be stupid. He does not. Yes. So, you cast lead you need and you don't know what song he hears. What? Why? <laughs> A sense of calm seems to come over him. Maybe you hear the sound of distant 
drums. Something very natural and earthy sounding, but you don't know what song that is. But you see, he kind of calms down in a brief look of placidity. Is that a word? A brief look of peacefulness passes over his face. But that's Eric's turn, and we're back to Sassley's turn. I think I would try to make him less angry, which means I'm going to cast Overjoyed and Freuden. Okay. To make my target as happy as possible. I call this the Cobalt combo. Lead you need plus Overjoyed and Freuden. <laughs> and we all know that did not work. <laughs> not, later it did. <laughs> Just remember he now has minus one to all of his as well because of uh, Lead you need. He has minus one to bookishness? Uh, minus one to all rolls. Oh, minus one to all rolls. Yeah. Oh, a little overpowered. Who wrote this spell? All right. Uh, you did. <laughs> oh, dang. So I have a nine. You have a nine. Uh, what did you need to cast it? Eight. Eight. Okay. So we're going to roll for his bookishness. He, he rolled an eight. Minus one? That's with the minus one. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, he rolled an eight, but you still managed to beat him. You see his mouth start to come up in a kind of forced smile. And Sassley looks at him and she also smiles at him slightly. She's like, I just want you to feel good, you know? You spent a bunch of IPs and, and maybe he feels a little less like threatening towards you. He's feeling more friendly towards you. Uh, or he's feeling more open towards you, not friendly. That's Mildred's turn. She finishes putting everything for the ritual in place. She turns to Yazadva and she's like, I see what you're trying to do. You're trying to influence my students. These are my children that I'm responsible for. I'm not going to let you get in their heads. And she will cast Zauberschlag. She lets off a big Zauberschlag. And she succeeds like, yeah, she succeeds real good. Um, I don't think he has a prayer. He does not have a prayer. He gets hit. He'll have to roll a 20 to succeed this constitution roll. He rolls a four. He loses a constitution. And again, that look of hurt in his eyes as he ugh, is rocked back on his feet. I don't know how I feel about that. But this big half giant, he soaks it up. If you had to guess, mm -hmm. he's only about halfway down. Mm -hmm. He doesn't look very hurt. This guy can soak up damage. Like he, he knows a lot of magic, but he's not the most intuitive with it, uh, which is kind of how half giants are. Yeah, he's uh, not looking too hurt yet. And it's his turn. He finally looks at what Mildred's been doing on the ground. He says, not on your life. And he's going to use a free movement. He moves past Eric and Mildred into the circle and crushes the flower beneath his heel. The flower that she brought back to life. It's now in pieces on the ground. As far as you guys know, you will not be able to complete this ritual without it. That's just his free action. First, he casts Belligerent Called Front. Now that Mildred's in the battle, it's an area spell. He succeeds, he got a 20. Nat 20. Oh no. 
And that means there's no defense roll coming for you guys. This is a new house rule that we decided on. If there was a natural 20 on a spell cast, no defense roll. So a blizzard erupts from the end of his wand and a powerful cold overtakes you. You all have spirit freeze and with the 20, you get a second condition as well. You also have wand dampener. What this means is you have all minus one to all potency rolls. You all have minus two to magical endowment and transformation rolls. And then he gets a second action. He walks up and tries to electrify Mildred. He says, you take it too far. I didn't want to do this. And fails. He doesn't seem to be able to make himself do it. He wants to. You see the wand in his hand, but he falters at the last second and does not make the attack on Mildred. Uh, Jasper, it's your turn. Roll a uh, poison roll. So this one is a six. Nice. The poison, the poison roll. Well done. Great. Succeeded. Um, do we have, are we, are we like frozen like, or, or do we have a freezing condition? Like, uh, it's quite cold. You feel cold and you have spirit freeze and wand dampener while you're in this blizzard. So I saw that he hesitated attacking her. Yeah, yeah, you saw it. You all saw it. The, the fact given that he's not like in a fighting mood because of, you know, what, what he did with the area, like like freezing and stuff, um, mm -hmm. just by uh, standing there. So, guys, please, Mr. Mr. Yazed, you know, back in, f in, in my family, we, we just talk about things so what is it that you want to to deal without talking uh and spending four ip on years adver every everybody in the room can sense that there's something unspoken between them which no one starts to talk about neither miss mulberry nor uh years adver so he wants to kind of um focus his question on this particular unspoken thing that they both are not talking about uh you said you want to spend four ip yeah my last four that i have okay uh pretty powerful spend for yazadva who is you know currently under the influence of multiple influence spells so yazadva i saw what you did you you hesitated please just say what is the terrible thing that happened what you think happened what is the reason of all this? And he looks at you and he says, Well, it's clear. And Mildred turns to, to look at him, but he just starts talking at you before she can say anything. And he says, He says, Long ago, I was here. I was a student. I had a choice to make. I had one night left after I was asked to leave this school. And he looks at Mildred for false accusations. And I made the wrong choice. I tried to take something that didn't belong to me. I tried to take something that belonged to Ras Ehrenmann and this school and was banished immediately. And I knew that if anyone discovered I was here, Ross would be after me because I know that he cannot abide anybody who tries to break the rules of Neutrakenberg, so I hid. But it's clear I've been betrayed and you are all here to capture me and take me to him 
and turn me in. And Mildred says, and we would have full rights to do so if we chose. After what you put these children through and threatening to turn Sassley into a bunny forever. These are not the actions of the boy that I knew. Ross Ehrenman is actually a powerful wizard, but everyone is super interested in keeping him out of this, right? Wouldn't he be actually the first one to to talk to if that ever happens? I'm very interested I'll in... tell you this from a game standpoint, like mechanically, and just as like common sense, what you guys know, the centaurs get big bonuses to running actions and get big as player characters, but they get big minus to sneaking actions. So if you were going to try to secretly capture somebody, a centaur would be a terrible person to have around. So you might start to reason that Yazadva thinks you guys who are handling yourselves much better than a first year in their first week should be able to have kind of been brought in for this purpose. And that he seems to think Mildred is planning on turning him over. Yeah, but I just asked myself why Mildred really wants to keep Ross Ehrenman out of it. Because apparently he doesn't even know about this because she does not want him to know. No, even even more important, what mm -hmm. does Mildred actually want? Yeah, yeah. That... Because we assume that she maybe takes him to Ross Ehrenman, but the way she's acting all the time? It doesn't. I don't think she's going to tell him. She said we should keep him out of that. Mm-hmm. Well, what she said wasn't that you should keep Ross Ehrenman out of that forever. Remember what she told you was, I want to find out what Yuzadva's up to, and then we can decide what to do. Okay, so we asked him that. She even said, even if we would do it, we would have all right for it. Meaning, it's, it's not inclining we are going to do it, but if we bring Ross Ehrenman in, that it's totally okay to do that. Yeah, she, she, she actually was standing up for you guys saying, like, if you, the students, wanted to do that, you would be within your rights. But she knows the only reason you guys didn't go to Ross Evanman is because she asked you to. Maybe we should try to, to talk to her. It's Eric's turn. Shall I spend IP on him? Like, his main problem is he thinks all of this is set up so that we can bring him to Ross Ehrenmann. Should I tell him that's not the case? Well, is it? But I wonder what he's up to. That is what I want to know. Because what does he want? Why did he want to do the muck thing? Because there is a reason. He wants to get to Mildred's stuff. To some kind of her stuff. Somewhere, something in her possession is something that he wants, apparently. Yeah, and that's something that, that I would like to know. You can tell him. Tell him we're not planning on bringing him to Ross Ehrenmann. You can tell him that, but I would just probably ask him i do what you're up to kind of <laughs> yeah yeah the the thing is if i ask him what what is it that you wanted from mildred i'm just going to throw more fire into it especially on mildred's side tell them they should sit down and have a have a coffee <laughs> and talk that it seems out. to be where this is going as they try to kill each other <laughs> <laughs> Sassley does have a turn coming up, but she has no IP left. There's no more information available to her. Jasper has no more IP left. You're the only one if you want to do that. Yeah. Otherwise, you guys can continue to try to bind Yuzadva. He did destroy the flower that you were going to use in the ritual. Do we actually know what the ritual actually does if Mildred succeeds? 
we don't. It binds him in the middle of this. And then I, I was just thinking about the earlier. I was like, and what then? Then he's like in that little circle and we keep him there for forever. We're like, <laughs> morning, Yezzy, <laughs> going up to school. Hey, have a great day. <laughs> the, the point is Mildred wanted to question him, to talk to him. That's the whole idea. Yeah, but we can question him without binding. The problem is, as you noticed, he's quite slippery. Yeah, and quite aggressive actually as well. <laughs> he did he yeah. did use the, the teaser thing, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you guys did not knock out his salamander form. No, he's still very slippery and can get away fairly easily. As soon as like the eyes at the door is gone, he's out and we won't catch him. But Mildred wants to ask him stuff, which she only can do if she is here. But given their whole past, they're not up to talk to each other. As you might notice, they are attacking each other in the moment. Yeah. Mostly. So even if we manage to de-escalate one of them, like potentially at now Izadve, we can't de-escalate Mildred because we won't have the IP for that. We have to sleep. We have to knock her out, sleep over and gain new IP points. Yeah, you guys, you guys can try to fight both of them and see how that goes. <laughs> Maybe you get them on the same side. Aww. Yeah, awesome. Let's make sure that they're working together to kick our butts. I think we're just in the middle of this fight and I don't think either of them want to hurt us, actually. No, we are kind of fine. But the problem is Mildred won't stop unless someone spends IP on her. But we didn't spend enough IP to stop him. Well, I spent I spent eight IP. How much I cannot <laughs> spend anymore? I mean, you've been spending IP to get information out of him, which is totally valid. Yeah, and it is having an effect on him. But trying to stop somebody cold in the middle of a battle is very hard to do with your words alone. Yeah, but you know, the sixteen IP that you've spent so far have had a massive effect on him. He is shaken you've learned much from him and he even didn't attack mildred in his last turn but it doesn't look to you guys like these two are standing next to each other they are staring off they do not see eye to eye on what each other have been saying you can tell that and they are growing more heated the more that they say they see this matter differently we won't be able to settle this with them now that's my problem so what do you suggest just punch him <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what happens if we switch sides. Forget about it. That's not going to happen. Not doing. Nope. <laughs> nope. Just for this occasion. <laughs> Just warning you. This won't happen. Pointing to me. Oh yeah, I see. I remember an episode. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to spend five IP mm -hmm. on Izetve. Oh. Okay. And what do you try to do with those IP? Like, he's, he's stepping a little bit out a part of the cult front that's still there as he yeah it's very cold he's pulling his cloak a bit closer trying to get a little bit further like just so that he can get a good view at the broken flower for his next turn and like as he walks he just looks at them then how about you stop trying to destroy and hurt everyone here I try to get him to hold his action and do nothing. Okay, you try to get him to hold his action for a turn. You spend five IP and he looks at you. He looks in your eyes. He sees sincerity there. And for a moment, he believes you. Sassley, it's your turn. 
you know, guys, my dad used to say you just have to hug it out, you know, but I get it. We're very overheated here. I am having a headache, also a little low blood sugar, I guess. So I'm eating a nut real quick. Mildred is like, what are you guys doing? Get your head in the game. Guys, this is not a joke. You cast a bunch of spells on him to to make him more susceptible to you guys. I appreciate that, but this this is a dangerous person here. And uh, he's still looking at Eric. So Yzerva's not affected by her words in the moment. So you're munching a nut, and then what do you do for your action? Or you can hold your action. I hold my action. Okay. I'm eating the nuts. I'm very stressed. <laughs> that is Mildred's turn. She isn't having it at all. Of course not. I was like you guys once. This is a silver-tongued man, and I understand what's happening here, but I will not let myself be taken in by it. Why do you think he's here? Ask yourself these important questions. They tried to ask you guys. She wants to cast Taser Stop, but she does not get two actions a turn. She's like you guys. She only gets one. So she's going to try to take him down another constitution. Zabashlag! Just... Boring into him, magical hit after magical hit. She succeeds. Of course she does. He will roll spryness to see if he gets out of the way. Critical fail. He just takes it. Boom. Zauberschlag. He rolls a constitution dice. Succeeds, actually. <laughs> this guy is freaking ridiculous. He succeeds, but visibly weakened, takes a few steps back, sits down hard on the ground, and mm, he doesn't look he has much fight in him left. Jasper, your turn. Ooh. <laughs> We're also morally trapped. We're like, yeah, no, yeah, you can't do this. It's horrible. Like, we can't. Horrible. Ah! And you guys have now finally hit the influence point wall, you know? These are the moments where they come in super handy, and you did use them really well. Good job. But, uh, now you're you're seeing what's happening. Jasper, what do you do? Oh, Jasper, roll a poison. <laughs> oh, maybe I, I got a rabbit so I don't have to deal with that. Do you only have one left? Uh, no, I'll have all three, actually. You never lost one? Well, I did a few episodes before, but, but <laughs> this one I'm still doing fine. Strong but it's, boy. Yeah, but now it's a two, so I have to roll a constitution is a 20 a 20 your next roll will have to be three points higher were you at a needing a 14 already or was that your first constitution roll? yes okay so you need a 17 your next time yes um shall i re-roll my poison i forgot about that uh yeah please do uh yeah i rolled a six i'm fine okay you're fine i even think about you know that we three kind of built a third party you know, like going in between, like like completely, like you know, not not helping her. How the how the room is laid out basically is that you've got Yezedva and Mildred kind of in the middle of the room. Eric to their left, you and Sassley are to their right, and you're all kind of standing in the middle of the room. If you want to physically put yourself in the middle of them, you can. Given the fact that Jasper knows that he still has Wilbur around his arm, in mm -hmm. case. Mm -hmm. He would need it or to, to kind of attack him. Jasper is taking a very deep breath and without a comment, just slowly walking 
in between. Uh, this is a really big moment for Jasper and a very brave thing to do. That's his Erdva's turn. He's looked away from Eric. Goodbye, Jasper. <laughs> he raises his electrified wand and stabs you. Um, he turns away. And now we know which side to choose. Thank you, Jasper. We go to Mildred. There you can go. I face, can I face Gazetva? I stand in between and I face Gazetva. Okay, you stand in between and you face Gazetva. And he's finished looking at Eric and he turns and he looks at you and he says, She's not going to stop. Move aside move aside but in honor of eric's request he holds his turn and does not attack that's mildred's turn she says jasper what are you doing what are you doing and she's asking you get out of the way he's turning around if if possible for me during her turn not saying anything but like really looking into her eyes like with a real concern about being totally unsure because this is a whole new world that Jasper was put in. Like the magical world, he's not understanding like, he's about like feeling like he understands 10% of everything that happens around him. But you don't say anything? No. Okay. And I'm not moving. She looks at you and she says, fine, I'll finish it. And she pulls out a final vial that she wasn't intending to use. Oh, no. Elbedrich's evil. Oh, no. A powerful, expert-level potion immediately poisons anybody that it comes into contact with. And she says, we have to finish this. We have to do what's right when he is safely. We can have this conversation, but we have to do the ritual first. <sighs> and she tosses the potion at Yuzadva. He is instantly poisoned. This isn't like the poison cloud. This is going to be much more intense. Uh, but it won't be enacted until Yuzadva's turn. Eric, you've got it. It's you. Yeah. Um, roll, a, roll a poison roll, by the way. Yeah, I do. I do. Two potion masters in the same room. A lot of poison going around. It's a five. Okay. Dang it. Okay. So... Just in the... Oh, it's, it's, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it so much. Uh, it, it might be a little bit of um, a confusing request. But, oh, Dungeon Master. Yes. Would it be fine? The thing I would do, like, if I do a thing at all, is casting Zauberschlag. Okay. Could I keep this, this spell, this action, so to say, in case he is going to attack Mildred? Sure. I'll let you hold it. Okay. Because in that case, Eric, he will look at that, he will notice that, and from him it's very clear, if you attack anyone here, I won't let you do that. I'm not attacking now. Okay, you're talking to Yuzerva, but Yuzerva doesn't seem very... It seems like he's pretty placid. It seems like it's Mildred who's convinced to continue on this battle. So as you say that to Yuzerva, he just looks back at you, poisoned and pretty beaten up at this point. That's going to be Sassley. Sassley walks into the middle next to Jasper. And Jasper, you look at Mildred right now, right? Yes. So Sassley stands with her back against Jasper and looks at Yuzerva. And she says... 
I just want, I don't want anyone to get hurt anymore. I just want to understand what happens here or what happened before. And I want to figure this out. I really trust you, Mildred, but I also think that you don't mean any harm, Yezertve. And I'm going to stay next to Jasper. This would be Mildred's turn. And she's super unsure of what to do. You have created a wall between you and Yezertve. She will not harm you. What do you guys want me to do? What do you guys want me to do? Come on, move out of the way. This is ridiculous. And she's super frustrated. And she's like, well, it's fine. The potion will do its work. And that will be Jasper. <laughs> Miss Mulberry. And he's like really struggling. Um, since you just said yourself that the potion would do, do you think you have time to, well, tell us why he is so bad and needs to be poisoned? Because all you just said is that we can trust him, that he has done very bad stuff. But you know, what is it that you feel no sympathy for him? What happened to you personally? In this moment, Sassley sees Yezadva covered in a stinking green vile liquid that is slowly sapping away his health and his vitality as this poison seeps into his skin. Mildred looks at you and she says, I still think he's as dangerous as he's ever been in this moment and he's going to snap out of these spells at any second and we're all going to be done for because we let our guard down. But since you three, and she looks at the three of you, seem so invested in this and I know that I owe you an explanation but I was hoping to take care of this and have him bound first. But, fine. I'll tell you what happened. Yazadva is the prince of the half-giants, and half-giants, they go on a journey when they turn 30. It's relatively young for them. They leave home. And Yuzadva's just looking at her. He's just taking this in. His mother is the leader of the Neb clan of the half-giants, but he went in search of his father, who was already very old by the time that Yuzadva turned 30. And back then, Yuzadva was a bright, inquisitive child, and his father wanted to take care of him, so secured him a spot at his alma mater, his former school, Neudrachenberg. And that's how Yuzadva came to be here at school. And he was very gifted. A horse shield, which I used to be the matron of. After all, this is the shield famed for item creation. And for making things, and Yzadva had a talent for this. So much potential. But naturally he was a creature master. We soon discovered he had all this ability that he could cast so many more spells than any other student I'd ever come across. Incredible. Truly incredible. But he became obsessed 
with an object in the castle. Something in Ross Ehrenmann's room. Something called the Foundation Stone. And you said his head, you see a little twitch. You know, that looks like, almost looks like it hit him kind of physically to hear that spoken aloud. He asked for it. I was his advisor, and we were working very closely at the time. We were doing an independent study, you see. He wanted to discover how to make this kind of unique art. Touchstones. But he hadn't mastered it yet. This would be a master skill for someone to have it, and he didn't have the ability to create these at this time. So he came to me, and he asked my opinion. I told him to drop it, but he wouldn't. He went to Ross Ehrenmann. He asked to study it. He was told no. He requested a private audience with Ross Ehrenmann. And Ross met with him, but again said no. And she's getting angry, and she's looking at Yazadva, kind of a fire in her eyes. And you see a little fire in his eyes too, but it's mixed with so many other emotions at this moment. And finally, a third time, he went to him privately, and he pled, please to look at the foundation stone. And again was told, no. And I told him to drop it, and I thought that he had. Because you see, he was already an adult when he came to school, and I was younger then. Well, we grew close in his third year at school. And he came to me one day, and he told me that he had feelings for me, but I wouldn't hear it. It's improper. It's wrong. I told him that he'd have to wait. Just stay in school, finish his studies, and then we could talk about this. You see, I'm very good at compartmentalizing. But Yazadva is not. He wouldn't hear it. We got into an argument. He was... Upset. He said that he would leave school. We grew angrier and angrier until I pulled a wand on him and I told him in a firm voice to stop. To stop this talk. But he told me he would leave, that he was going to try to get the stone one last time, and that he would leave the school. And he was giving me the chance to come with him. I was so upset, but I betrayed myself in my anger. He put a hand on my shoulder. I dropped my wand. He said, goodbye, Mildred. I will come and find you again before I leave. I will not return to my clan until I know where you stand in your heart. I vow it. And... He kissed me on the cheek, and that's as far as it went. But that's the moment when Ross Ehrenmann walked into the room. He saw us in this position. He assumed the worst. He saw me in the grasp of a student. He saw the student's head close to mine, 
Yez hadn't made his intentions to leave known, so to Ross this was a grievous error of misconduct. And his surprised exclamation made us turn around quickly. I tried to explain, but my wand was on the ground, useless. Yez tried to speak to him, but... Ross just drew the sound from the room magically. Neither of us could make any sound. He knew this was a grievous error. And he took Yez out. And I know that he gave Yezadva one more night in the castle before he was asked to leave to say his goodbyes. And at that time, I thought, I thought, well, maybe I'll go with him then. Maybe, maybe I'm being ridiculous. I mean, what am I doing in this school? I could, I could live a life. And if he's given up this obsession with the foundation stone, then maybe we could have something. But I'm sure by now, you've put together what he did with his final night. Yezadva snuck into Ras Ehrenman's room in the form of a salamander through the outside. And that's where Ross found him. Bound. Cut off from his magic. Covered in shields on the ground, writhing. He couldn't face the powerful spells protecting Ross's office, and Ross found him there, in front of the foundation stone, caught. And after all of his attempts to get it before, it was clear what was happening. He never came to see me. We never saw each other again. And now he's back. Perfected the touchstone, finally. The perfect magic. I finally put it together, and she snaps her head towards Yezerva, to get into Ross Ehrenman's office. Obviously, he wants to get to me, to have me carry out his dirty work, trying to rely on some old connection that we had. Well, it's been eight years, buddy, and I will not have it. And that is why this is a dangerous man. He did betray me and the school and... Yes, I'm honest with you now, children. I wanted to find out exactly what his intentions were. But I am certain. And I will go to Ross Ehrenman, where he will receive further punishment for coming back to this school where he was banished. And she throws the word banished at Yazadva. So... Jasper, there's the answer to your question. That is Yazerdva's turn. He will Whoa. roll a d6. Sasley's ears, they're like super hot. <laughs> she's like, she's listening, so interested in, in the whole stuff. And she is actually overwhelmed and like would not know what to do right now. That's something she's never come across, and her ears, they're just burning. <laughs> he has to roll a five or a six to survive this poison. Elbaduch's evil is more powerful than the... He rolls a one. Oh, no. He has to roll a 14 or higher to survive this constitution. It's a 13. He loses his third constitution. Oh, no. 
finally seeming visibly weakened and emotionally done this all this whole thing from mildred he hasn't spoken to anybody about this in a long time he's very affected by it hearing it from mildred's point of view he hasn't seen her since they were in the office together and he kissed her on the cheek and he probably wanted to go to her but he couldn't because he was trapped and ah oh, it's a tragic story it's a tragic story he i need to do a drink something he doesn't here. do anything nadine <laughs> that's, like, that's just me nadine <laughs> Sassley is just still standing there with big eyes and hot ears <laughs> those big hot elven ears um that sounded weird uh Yazerba does not do anything on his I'm on sorry. his turn. How to crush the mood. Eric, it's your turn. What do you want to do? Join us. I'm having a very intimate moment here in the middle. Uh it's kind of on you in this moment. But I'm sorry. I I know it's silly, it's late, but I would love for him to be like Snap out of it. It has no more worth to try to influence Izadva because he is already done for in the long run, so to say. All this speech, I'm so done for. I love it. What if you ask Mildred if she's taking away the poison from him if you make the ritual happen again you know like if you restore the flower she can't take the poison away in the moment because she doesn't have her cure all coolly anymore great so i am the reason why that poor guy is going to die great she could make more potentially the school has supplies she's not supposed to use them she told you that well that was why she couldn't just like give you guys tons of items to defeat yazerva yeah but she has the ability. I think she still loves him. I think so too. Because there was the hesitation, you know? <laughs> the hesitation. I have a potential idea. We're we're <laughs> we're waiting with bated breath. I I need I need your opinions on that one. Seriously. Especially you two. Okay, go for it. Share it, that helps. Then we can we can talk about it. Okay, so what about I have three more influence points. Mm -hmm. I could use those to maybe offer her a potential idea like that if he doesn't resist the binding ritual mm -hmm. that she takes care of the poison so to say. And she has to promise that she doesn't kill him. I don't think she will kill him. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> You have to go and be like, Mildred, let him speak out. Let You have to hear his version before we bring him to Ross Ehrenmann. That is good. That's what humans do. They talk. They talk about problems or what. Yeah. Okay. I try to get that right. I'm using my last three IP points mm -hmm. on Mildred. Okay. And it's like, did I make my poison roll? I didn't. <laughs> I just noticed. He's like whammied and then all the all the thoughts for nothing. <laughs> I still have constitution, but I'm going to lose a constitution. I rolled a three and then a two for the constitution. Oh man, Yazerva just 
just still taking you guys down uh you guys were just caught in this battle between these like super wizards just kind of like oh geez yeah we are here on the sideline waving flags <laughs> he looks at Izzet for a moment then looks at mildred uh he can feel the poison burning a bit more through his lungs mm-hmm. and making it a bit difficult to breathe in the first few seconds Miss Mulberry, I I can imagine just how much it hurts. But in the moment, and he points at Izertve, he doesn't fight. He doesn't try to hurt us in this moment. Would it be a possibility if he doesn't put up any more resistance and accepts the binding ritual that we can talk and take care of him in a way that maybe doesn't have Ross Ehrenmann in it. And Cecily turns around and she looks at Mildred. <laughs> Mildred looks at Eric. And Mildred looks back at Yuzerva. And having used the last of your 24 IPs today. And Mildred being a neutral character, the minimum amount of IPs needed to influence her since you betrayed her being three IPs, you are successful. Yes! She looks back at Eric and she says, grab his wand. I'll walk you through the ritual. Okay. Uh, Mildred goes to Yazerdva. She tosses you, Eric, the wand of Yazerdva so that he no longer has access to it. And then she's like, well, do you agree? And he just looks up at her and nods once. And she's like, come on, kids. The three of you kind of march this giant, hulking, massive man into the middle of the binding ritual. Don't forget, if you do successfully do this ritual, it will get rid of your bound condition to each other, finally. Oh, yeah. I would like to fix the flower. Very nice. Okay. Yeah, this flower has been trampled. Uh, Yezadva recognized that there was a ritual going on. He knew this was important. This is the most beautiful and ever-meaning twenty that I ever rolled. Heck yeah. It's like a beautiful flower. He's like kneeling in front of it and just very carefully just moving his wand and whispering belonging zusammen. In tune with the harmony of the world and the natural world, musician magicians are able to access this power to fix what was broken and you see gentle light purple motes of energy drop down onto the flower and it comes back together into one piece and at the same time Yuzedva and Mildred look at it in your hand Eric I feel like the the words are more meant for Yuzedva and <laughs> Mildred than for the flower yeah. Mildred looks at it and seems certain Yuzedva looks at it and seems sad she places the items, and she says, Okay, 
here's what's going to happen. We cast this spell. As soon as he's bound in here, I'm going to run off to the supply closets, and I am going to get a whole bunch of stuff to make cure all coolies. We are going to just heal everybody up here that's poisoned, okay? <laughs> but first, we need to do this ritual and take care of this. So, here's the way that rituals work. In general, everybody rolls for deftness. That is part of the ritual. And everybody rolls for potency. You roll twice. You need to get a combined roll of 20. But for each item that you have successfully put into the ritual, which Mildred has already done the work for you in this case, may not always be that way, but in this case, you may add plus one to each roll. So in this case, plus four to each roll. Once for the letter, once for the flower, once for the pearl, once for the touchstone. Also our modifier, right? And you can add your modifier. Yeah, whether that's plus mm -hmm. or minus or zero, I don't know, but... <laughs> <laughs> she looks at you and she says, The words are, Diketa, Dialas, Verbindet. We'll repeat them together. And at the end, the leader of the ritual, that's me, will say, The place is set once we've all rolled, and then we'll find out if we're successful or not. So you all gather in a circle. She takes Sassley's hand. She takes Eric's hand. Eric, you take Jasper's hand. Jasper takes Sassley's hand. Mm -hmm. You stand in a circle. You said Vanille's in the middle, looking more peaceful now, less angsty. And you start to chant together. Diketa, Dialis, Fabinet. Diketa, Dialis. You guys repeat this several times, but it doesn't do anything. It's not working. You see a look come over Mildred's face. She looks at the pearl. No, that's right. She looks at the touchstone. Yeah, okay, that's, that's for sure that's going to work. She looks at the letter. Well, that can't go wrong. He wrote that himself, and he sent it here. She looks at the flower. Something that Yazedva loves. Has to go in that place. Oh. She steps into the circle. Oh, beautiful. She says, do it without me. It's up to you. You do it. You do it. And she turns and looks at Sassley, and she says, you lead the ritual. When it's done, you say, the place is set. Okay? Once everybody has done their magic. All right. Diketa. Dialis. Fabindet. And, Sassley, you feel power surging through you. Roll for deafness and roll for potency. Um. Add a plus four to each one. A seven and an eight. Seven and an eight? Is that with the plus four? And with all my bonuses. <laughs> what? Okay. That's okay. Once more, you guys chant together. Stronger this time. And Eric feels power coursing through him. His magic is added to the ritual, and he rolls once for potency, 
and once for deafness. Potency is a 22. Deftness is a 19. And once more, strongest of all, you all chant together. Die Kette, die alles verbindet. And Jasper feels power coursing through him and adds his magic to the ritual and rolls once for deftness and once for potency. Deafness is a 10. Potency is a 10 as well. Sassly, you yell the final words. The place is set. And you needed 60 to accomplish this ritual. Your total amount of magic that you rolled was 76. With a burst of power, you see the mug floating in the middle of the circle above Yazerdva's head fill up with golden light and this light bursts and fills the hole until it finally settles, creating a barrier around Yazerdva. Sassly, you feel, first of all, from earlier, you notice something. You had a, a strange tightness these past weeks since your first day of school when you made that promise to Yuzerdva. That feeling has vanished. You've been freed. And you notice this because you feel an even bigger release that is also felt by Jasper. You have released yourselves from your bound condition. You are your own people once more. Whoa. Huh? <sighs> <sighs> Huh. That feels kind of weird. Yeah, you no longer have this awareness of each other. You used to always know where the other one was, but you can't feel it anymore. And Sassley steps a little closer to Jasper just to touch him with her arm just a little bit, just to have that familiar feeling a bit, because it's so, so weird to not have that right now. Mildred steps out from the outer circle and kind of clears her throat. <clears throat> um, that was revealing um i'll be right back and she rushes out of the room to the supply closet to heal those of you who are still poisoned and maybe down to only one constitution uh and <laughs> to uh, get a strong antidote for yuzadva himself she will be able to push things into the circle but he will not be able to get out of the circle the three of you are left alone in the room with Yazadva, who is hurt, down to his final constitution, poisoned, yes, still has a little pain in his eyes from being blinded, wrapped up in white light from Jasper's spell, Kleinus Geschenk. He looks pretty rough. He could really use a cure-all coolie, cure all those conditions. But he looks up at you, looks each of you in the eyes and says, thank you. Oh, thank you. And this is where we'll pick up on the next episode of JK We're Rolling. JK, we rolling. It's magic out of
Michael Moore was our magician master. Nadine Kuhn is Sassily Mary Nature Spring. Lucas Fisher is Jasper Casper. Sebastian Kinder is Eric Miller. Theme song by Aaron Richards, with additional music by Ethan Anderson. Our cover art is by Pascal Genie. Hey there, folks. I hope you enjoyed this episode and this turn towards the dramatic, but don't worry. The fun is just beginning. For anybody who would like to listen to our guest appearance on Dial M for Magic, I will link the episode in our show description here. It's a four-part special, so there's lots of good material to listen to. Now, in two weeks, instead of releasing a normal episode, we will release a special episode mastered by our player, Sebastian Kinder, and I will, for the first time, take the part of being a player. It will be set in a high fantasy world where elemental guardians train with master mages to maintain peace and balance in the world. It will be part one of a three-part special, with the following two episodes going on to our Patreon. So. Take a listen next week. We'll have new cover art and music coming at you for this special event. Finally, we are planning to release a bonus episode in the next few weeks as well. We'll be talking about the show so far, favorite moments, questions for me from the players, and questions from our listeners as well. So don't wait. Go ahead and send us any questions you have right now on Instagram at JKWeRolling, Facebook, or Twitter at JKWeRolling1. You can also send us questions on Patreon. Send us any questions you have about our players, characters, the story so far, being a game master, our special game system, our favorite movies, anything you want. And that's it for now. Stay tuned for a sneak preview of our special high fantasy opening music for our next episode. Oh, and until next time, keep your head brain sharp and your wand at the ready. Demon Wars are long forgotten. The Tower of Mages keeps its watch in the mountains as the elemental guardians shelter in its shadow. But something stirs deep beneath the City of Magic. Something long forgotten in the north. Who can hope to tame the darkness? JK, Lest the world fall to its festering disease. JK, the story begins as it all began. In air, fire, water, and earth.